Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. You want me to take right, the reins yeah, here? Who starts us off. Mm-hmm. All right. I haven't done this in a while because Blake's been doing it. So I gotta get you. Take gotta, the reins. Take the <laughs> reins. Suck my kid. Hello and welcome to this week's discographology pregame, the show where we've got a sweet tooth because it's the Halloween season. Mm-mm-mm. Season of the mix around here. Uh, we're not talking <laughs> Halloween mixes quite yet. But we're going to be talking about songs that involve candy a little later. But as always with a pregame, before we do that, we like to go around the the more of that table here and talk about things we've been listening to and recent pickups and all that kind of stuff before we get into our special topic. By the way, I should have had Blake uh, on your soundboard. I should have had you cue a, a thunder clap when I said it's oh. the Halloween season. You know, big old... Oh, I should have prepared yeah. that. Good evening. Me, Good evening. Hey, I, Good listen, evening. when we get I to the Halloween mix episode, I remember last year's debacle of me trying to say good evening. Uh, we'll not repeat that. Yeah. but A classic. Yeah. Absolute classic. <laughs> I might I might have something. <laughs> Wait, that's never that's, mind. That's, that's not the it. hootie that's and the bluefish drop. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a country Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, before we uh, get into our, our Halloween topic, uh, I'll, I'll start us off by talking about things I've picked up recently and looking at my list. This is the week where I think I'm ready to admit I might have a problem. Oh no. <laughs> Cause I just realized <laughs> oh, me too. every time I do this, I'm like, let me tell you about the 25 things I've picked up in the, in the last couple weeks. Brother. Same. It's, it's a, Same. It might be an issue at this point, guys. Um, yeah. Well, part of it was well, there were a couple things. One was there was a big sale um, because of it being just kind of tipping our hand of when this is at late Labor Day. There was a there was a mm-hmm. sale at our local uh, vintage stocks and entertainment arts, and that meant I went and picked things up. Then uh, there was the big library book sale, which has a ton of secondhand stuff and I, you know, I got to hit that and get a bunch of things. So I, I walked out with a lot, um, at the, uh, the first sale, I picked up only a couple records. Actually, I, I got Al Green's greatest hits on vinyl, uh, which is a nice little pickup. And then also for my daughters, I got the Moana soundtrack picture disc, uh, nice. which was fun. Uh, I'm glad to have something. You're gonna play play that like a fool, or put it on your wall. I'm gonna play it. You know, they I they enjoy listening to the, the music. Sometimes I I'm getting tired of all they've had is the Frozen soundtracks, both of them on vinyl, and I'm kind of tired of hearing those. So get yourself. I hope a, they like discs that sound like shit. <laughs> yeah, get a get a really cheapo like cartridge to swap out whenever you play those, so you don't damage your, <laughs> yeah. your regular. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about that so far. I, or the children's I, yeah, cartridge. I don't know anything. Maybe, maybe I should. I do have a Fisher Price record player actually that that works. Ooh, uh, I could just have mm. them play it on that. But yeah, That's I got that for case. them. And then um, 
And then that same day, I went by our local record shop, Stick It In Your Ear, and I picked up the uh, Funkadelic's Greatest Hits vinyl, which I sent to you guys a picture of, and the Bob oh, Dylan yeah. self-titled vinyl, which uh, never really been too interested in picking up the Bob Dylan self-titled album. There's not really much on there that I I uh, was seeking out, but I will say uh, I'm glad to have it. It kind of completes a collection. I, I think I have everything now through like desire basically in the 70s uh, this is the first bob dylan yeah this is the very yeah. first bob dylan album that has a uh, man of constant sorrow and some traditional type of stuff F- feel i'm fixing to die is is the uh is the banger i would say on on that one mm-hmm. but uh that, that's a good pickup though i uh the funkadelic greatest hits um it sounds horrible guys <laughs> wait it does? Yeah, I. Is it a bad disc? So no, I put it on and I was like, "This sounds interesting." And then I looked it up on Discogs, and there were people that are like, "This pressing is really bad. Um, it it has like no low end, and it's definitely true." Huh. Yeah, you don't need low end for funk. What? Yeah, so I was a little disappointed in that, truthfully. Uh, but oh, real quickly, so I'll just finish out what else I picked up. A lot of CDs, um, so, some of which I actually haven't even listened to before. I got Afghan Wigs Gentlemen. I don't know if anybody's ever familiar with the Afghan Wigs. Much I think I have a no. I think I've record. heard at least one song, but, um, but my very much a uh, uh, heard of but not heard uh, band. I forget you, if that's... you know why you know why that is Matt because. When you're looking at bands alphabetically, they are always close to the top. <laughs> ACDC. Uh, they just come up all the time. Also got My Bloody Valentine isn't anything on CD. I haven't listened to that yet. Um, one thing that is uh, okay. going to be familiar to uh, us around these parts is I finally, finally found it at all places of the library book sale. I found a copy of In Casino Out. On CD. Hey, Holy there shit. you go. That was at the library? Yeah, okay. I have been looking all over town <laughs> for it and have not seen it anywhere. <laughs> and then I just happened to spot wow. it at the library book sale for a dollar. So I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, put that on the <laughs> other night. That album is great. Go back and listen to our is episode the... on At the Drive-In. Uh, yeah. Episodes on At the Drive-In and Casino right. Out. Did an episode on that. It's good. You should go back and listen to it. Um, and then, of course, I got the uh, Enter the 36 Chambers Wu-Tang Clan Vinyl Me Please edition on yellow vinyl. There we go. I think we have that on the way. It hasn't come it's, yet. Uh, I, I, can't, I haven't been able to listen to it yet because it's got a lot of vulgarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for, not for the kids. Yeah, it's hard to put that one on, you know, with, with the kids around, put this, on Method Man. <laughs> this man is called Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> he keeps it fizz-a-funky for you in his drawers. Or, um, anyway, that's what I, I've been picking up recently. There's a few other things, but I, I feel like I've taken enough time. Uh, Matt, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, well, I, I've been very busy. I've, I've gone nowhere. I've done nothing. Um, I, I did go out of town Um over this weekend, we, we went on a, on a getaway. Uh, you, you were talking about kids and movies. My, uh, my wife had loaded up some movies on, on the iPad for, for my nieces and nephews, and we were trying to put them to sleep and, you know, did a, do, do you want to watch a movie? And my, my nephew did not like that there were no boy movies to select from, but, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, he, he was, he was very upset. He, he is two. So, so he gets upset at, at a variety. He's, of things, he's a men's rights kind of kid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted boy movies like John Wick. 
He's like, I've been red pilled, Matt. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I forget which color is which on those, but no, no, they they they're, they were cute and fun, uh, of course. Um, went went down to the river, but um, I, I have been uh, doing some listening, uh, trying to uh, trying to fill in some gaps. Uh, I'm I'm sure I've mentioned at least the uh, uh, the interesting uh, Twitter presence that that is um, Max from Eve Six, whose last name escapes me at the moment, but uh, Collins, I believe so. Um, I think that's it. But in anyway, uh, I I've been listening to that first Eve Six record. Um, which, you know, is, sounds very much like a mid to late nineties, uh, you know, alt rock record, but it's, it's been fun to kind of get, get in there. Um, you know, the, the completest in me, you know, once you get out on a wild hair of, boy, you know, I've never listened to that and I, I need to do so. I always liked, uh, lump, which, uh, wasn't, which was the lesser known, uh, Eve six single. Uh, and then also in the spirit of, uh, completionism. Um, been listening to Super Unknown, uh, the the Soundgarden record. Which uh, Soundgarden for me, as much as I like them, I, I've always kind of still been on the uh, in the realm of singles. You know, I, I had A sides, which is you know uh, kind of even pointing to the fact that that it's a uh, you, you can a- approach them as a singles, you know, or greatest hits band, but, uh, really been enjoying it. it you know, it, I know it ranks very highly. It's one that I've just not, uh, you know, managed to get to and, and have been enjoying it quite a bit as well. So, so that, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, uh, other than, uh, you know, getting ready to change jobs. So that, that's kind of been, uh, exciting also. Oh shit. Yeah. Been, <laughs> been busy over here at, uh, Casa, Taylor, I would point out that Max Collins of Eve Six has retweeted me, but uh, as extremely online as he is, he has retweeted pretty much everyone, so it's <laughs> not much of a feat. Uh, he sh- he fires off about eight tweets a minute. So the day after we recorded our last one, I think um, we actually went to St. Louis to see Phoebe Bridgers, and I can't believe I. I don't think I even mentioned it on the last podcast uh, that we were going to do that. But uh, that was both fun and also terrifying that it was, you know, the first uh, event with 5,000 people I'd been to in in two years or more. And it was a uh, an outdoor amphitheater that they had way overbooked. And we walked like a mile from our car to the amphitheater and... <laughs> It was kind of disastrous, but she still played really damn well. The performance was good. Anyway, uh, while we were in St. Louis, we did vinyl shopping, of course. That was the other main thing we did. And much like Josh, uh, I also have a problem. So there were too many things purchased for me to list at all. But I'll I'll do some highlights. I did want to say we visited Vintage Vinyl, and then um, Josh told me to go to another place, and I'm so dumb, I already forgot the name Euclid of it. Euclid Records. What was it called? Euclid. I Okay, I, I went to Euclid as well, and we got some good stuff there. So thank you for the tip on that mm-hmm. one. Um, some stuff we got, some some of this is stuff we got in the mail. Some was got at, at those two stores in St. Louis. But um, recently, my wife and I have got Two versions of the new Halsey record on vinyl. Yes, two because we have a disease. Um, if you've got one, you got none. <laughs> basically, yes. She also got the um, 
she ordered the first two uh, garbage LPs. I think there's reissues of, of both of those now. That's a good choice. Ooh. Yeah, I love both of those. My wife is going to see garbage and Alanis Morissette this coming oh, weekend. Shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we have a friend who went to to see uh, that that bill uh, recently, and th- yeah, that's a that's a wild tour. I wish we could have done that. Yeah. Are they coming nearby, or is she traveling? Uh, Kansas City, I believe. Okay, yeah, that's not not bad at all. The uh, I think it was the last pregame I talked about the uh, Haley Williams album Descansos, which uh, just came out on vinyl and just got here in the mail uh, yesterday. So that's uh, that was pretty awesome. It's a beautiful disc. Just got the uh, new Casey Musgraves. Mm. It's called Starcrossed, and it, I, it's some sort of like it's exclusive to someone, and it has this cool uh, sleeve that like opens up <laughs> like a uh, I don't know, not a gatefold, but the front of it opens up. It's weird. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Um, and she also got uh, an artist we both love, Caroline Polachek, who I think we're going to see her maybe in the winter. Um, if that's still happening, uh, Caroline Polachek's solo album Pang, which is incredible. I highly recommend everyone listen to that. Uh, she's like one of the best vocalists, period, period. Uh, at, uh, let's see, it was, this was actually from Vintage Vinyl. We found uh, Fountains of Wayne self-titled, a album we've both always loved. Um, this is a reissue from, so there's, there's hundreds of... Uh, vinyl collectors clubs now mm-hmm. this one is called a lot of them have very generic names this one is called music on vinyl <laughs> i don't know if anyone has stuff from them there's there's sound of vinyl we've got stuff from them music i think this is our first one from music on vinyl anyway they have a good reputation and they yeah. did a reissue of, of fountains of wayne self-titled which kicks ass so we, we got that there are other stuff but th- those are my favorite pulls yeah, I, that first album uh, or that first Fountains of Wayne album, that's cool that you found that on vinyl. Because I remember when I wanted to pick that up, I couldn't find it anywhere on vinyl. I just went ahead and got the oh, CD because yeah. it's hard it's probably to probably been a long time yeah. since it had been. I think this is a recent reissue. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough I've been out of print for a while, but it's a dope album. Yeah, I love uh, music on vinyl. Uh, I have, oh, okay. I have quite a few uh, cool. releases by them, including some Mars Volta. Um, nice. So, yeah, I don't have too much to talk about. I had ordered a couple of things, and they they came in. So a little bit of a mail call. I received the Quake soundtrack. Oh, hell um, yeah. So I had pre-ordered um, a hard copy of uh, the new remastered Quake edition for Switch, um, but I think it's going to come out sometime. It'll get shipped sometime next year. So it'll be a little bit before Damn. I get it, but I thought maybe I'll go ahead and soak in the the soundtrack. So I've listened yeah. to about half of it and have been enjoying it. Another soundtrack that you might be interested also in Blake is the Bloodborne soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, um, shit. that's been really cool. It's it's really cool kind of artwork. It's almost like where it says Bloodborne. It's it looks like it's almost stamped in gold, but it kind of has huh. a texture to it. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. cool. Um, I think it was recorded in London at Abbey Road and Air Studios and performed by a 65-piece orchestra along with a 32-piece choir. And that was in... Holy crap. Like <laughs> 2015. 
it's pretty epic for lack of a better term. Yeah. So extremely. Uh and also I received my swap out for vinyl me, please. I received Outcast Stanconia. So it had been a long time since I had listened to that album. But uh it it was nice to go back and, and hear that. I think that was right right around when I was a senior. When did that come out? Was it either 2000 or 2002 it, it's earlier than that i thought isn't it? i want to say 99, 99 or 2000, 2000 or something like that yeah released october 31st 2000 Ooh, 2000. halloween Ti- timely <laughs> very timely yeah, yeah that was that's enjoyable. a great album though i've been uh discovering the uh drink recipes on these vinyl <laughs> please like little sleeves there's one for uh mm. i guess there's been one for all of them so that's cool. Why am I not making these? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much all I've been listening to. And I've just been working on listening to uh, Halloween mixes and stuff of that yeah. nature. Nice. Well, like uh, like I said up top, we're uh, it is the Halloween season. And we're going to do our special topic, which... It's the Halloween tonight. season. <laughs> is that a... Good evening. Is that a song or did you just make that up, Matt? Is that an actual well, song? Well, it's... I, I was spoofing the uh, the Andy Williams uh, "It's the Holiday Season" song. Oh, okay. Uh, Anything can happen on Halloween. We're gonna talk about uh, things that are very very sweet. Uh, the things that all kids <laughs> want uh, around Halloween, which is candy, sweet sweet candy that you get trick or treating. <laughs> I made a little and adults and adults. I made a little uh, a theme that we could throw in yep. if if you want. Yeah, it, it's hit that theme. somewhat appropriate. great that was like fucking girl talk just chopped and screwed uh king of the hill by the way i mean you could do a whole whole thing on this but like uh the the candy you hated getting on halloween versus the candy you liked getting i remember as a kid i I hated getting the the cheap orange and black like peanut butter taffy i don't know what those are i love those see but some people love them that's the thing it's like were they in the shape of pumpkins? No, they're just like the wax no. paper orange. They're in like a taffy yeah. wax paper. Yeah. Oh, I know what Black you're talking about. Those. Yeah, th- those, I, I I don't care for those. But, but, but those are kind of. I, I, gran- I have heard people say candy. they like them. So, Logan, I don't think you're yeah. necessarily alone in that. Um, they're not the worst. There's a well, lot of. Well, it's what happens when you have a, like, you try to eat the other candy first and then you have a surplus of it at the <laughs> bottom of the bag and that's all you're left with. So you get stuck with them and then you kind of get addicted to them. Cause you're like, yeah, these aren't too bad. They're kind of <laughs> it's buttery and pretty good. And they kind of melt in your mouth. And then all of a sudden you love them. 
Yeah, I've always really enjoyed, uh, this isn't really a Halloween candy, but like black licorice, like good in plenties and stuff. And, and like Beth hates those. I know there are people that cannot stand those kinds oh. of things. So Yeah, I, I like good in plenty. Yeah. Well, uh, we each picked a song, um, or songs, plural, that uh, are about candy and and just, uh, well, we kind of interpreted that in different ways. We'll, we'll find out, but... I'll, I'll start us off. So the first song that I thought of when this was a, an idea proposed was the song by the Beatles, Savoy Truffle, which, by the way, for the longest time, I thought was savory truffle. Like, I just always oh, read really? it incorrectly, like when I was younger. He, he says it I know. I, well, I never, this was like before I probably really delved into the White Album, which is the, the album it's on, 1968. Mm. Um but so I just saw the track listing and saw Savoy Truffle and, and thought it said savory, I guess, when I was a kid. Uh, but it is a song about an addiction to candy. Uh, it is it is written by George Harrison. It is one of his four songs he contributed to the White Album. And as the story goes, it is a song inspired by and written about his friend Eric Clapton's fondness for chocolate. Uh, oh the lyrics go through various Macintosh's good news chocolates. And it is a uh, supposed to be a warning to Eric Clapton that if he keeps eating all of these chocolates out of this assorted chocolate box, that uh, his teeth will fall out. <laughs> <laughs> um, hence, you're going to have to get them all pulled out after the Savoy truffle, uh, which oh some God. of them are, are real chocolates in the song that he goes through and names. Uh, but some of them are not. He made up some. Uh, for instance, cherry cream, coconut fudge, and pineapple heart were not real chocolates. They were ones George Harrison had made up. Um, I, go ahead, ginger Matt. sling is a it, ginger <laughs> sling is a very British sounding candy. It's like ew, <laughs> ginger yeah. sling. Uh, hey, she was the uh, bassist for Smashing Pumpkins for. Oh, really? Minute. I was about to say uh, these all sound like kind of band names or names. I feel like uh, yeah. this is the band Coconut Fudge, <laughs> Pineapple Heart. Uh, <laughs> I did find this interesting. I didn't know this, but according to the Wikipedia page, at least there's a uh, a, th a theory by musicologist Walter Everett that Savoy Truffle might be an attempt by Harrison to rewrite a bird song called artificial energy but in a more innocent way because that song is about the dangers of amphetamines huh. so oh my instead God. his song is all about what'll happen if you eat too many candies and chocolates and he's doing this before the oompa loompas in that movie warned those kids about eating candy and getting fat and stuff um yeah so savoy truffle i think is a good song about candy and uh who knows what um, maybe this set uh, Clapton on the path of not trusting uh, scientists and doctors <laughs> and just sort of going, I wish, going with his own I theories. I wish George were still alive to set Eric Clapton. You know, I don't know. I, I, I think about that sometimes. What would, what would be his position on things? But uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a lost cause to think about that. Anyway, back to the point, though. Savoy Truffle, good song about candy. Matt, what do you got? What's your song about candy? Uh, I, I thought thought of a few uh, here. Um, kind of the, the first one uh, was I, I just like this as kind of a uh, kind of a uh, an interesting coincidence that that a song that's about 
you know, really frivolous candy and, and, and sugar was by a, an artificial band, uh, the Archie's sugar, sugar, uh, you are my candy girl. Archie's was just, you know, a, a made up, uh, uh, band for for a tv show um but i feel like they're kind of you know the 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 lower rent monkeys i i, I guess uh they, they didn't have anybody as good as neil diamond um we're writing on on sugar sugar but but it's you know it, it's a fun little um little little sweet uh josh you mentioned this one too many i think i think it's a good one uh sugar mountain by by neil young um is you know kind of a somber candy uh song uh the the refrain is uh oh, oh to live on sugar mountain with the barkers and the and the colored balloons you can't be 20 on sugar mountain though you're thinking that you're leaving there too soon and it's all about you know kind of the fair and and growing up and and um i i, I really it's one of my favorite neil young songs uh uh but the one that really i think uh stuck out stood out the most to me and it was the very first one that came to mind when we started thinking about this i think just serendipitously was uh candy girl by new edition which uh, there we go which um is probably most well known uh as being in was it dogma yes it's dogma, dogma. yeah, yeah. the uh, song selma scene. hayek strips to <laughs> uh, that, why, why are we all so very familiar with that? <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, we're young it's, men it's of a from... certain age. Kevin Smith movies were like a thing you That's you true. went through a phase it's, it's or true. so. You're like it's coming <laughs> of age. But uh, it's from it's from 1983. Um, and and the the thing that I think is is kind of funny is that uh, it, it's it's the boy band concept, but it's just actual boys. Uh, you, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, like, like people talk about boy bands, like you know, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, and those guys are all, you know, they're all almost twenty, if not, if not older. But, but uh, these kids look and sound like boys, and um, it, it's just, just such a fun, you know, kind of upbeat, sugary, saccharine song about you know his his sweet girl, and and just, just you know, kind of make, makes you bop your head. It, it's a lot of fun, and and. Candy Girl is my candy song. Uh, candy Girl was on my short list, <laughs> by the way. Um, it's, it's a good one. Uh, and my my main pick is actually one that you did go over a little bit. <laughs> um, so, Sugar, Ah Honey Honey, You Are My Candy Girl, and You Got Me Wanting You. And that's, of course, from 1969's Sugar Sugar by the Archies. <laughs> Um, and it's funny that you said the thing about the monkeys, Matt, because this was rejected by the monkeys. No kidding. Oh. Um, hmm. I forget that it was some music publisher. I don't have his name in front of me, but tried to sell this song to the monkeys first. There was some kind of heated exchange in which the monkeys declined. And so they sold it to uh, the people who manufactured um, Sugar Sugar uh, and the Archies I could, instead. I could see the monkeys by 1969 being like, we're not singing no goddamn songs about yeah. candy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're grown ups now. It's an adult yeah. band. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do songs about candy anymore. Um, but yeah, it is a song uh, that is as manufactured as a fun size candy bar. And it's by a fake band called the Archies. Um, the Archies, like Gorillas, were a cartoon band. Um, and so I knew that Sugar Sugar was the most popular song from this um, uh, fake band. But what I didn't know is that it was not 
even their first single and not even off their first, this is actually from their second full length album. Uh, their first LP was in 1968. The second one, 69, had Sugar Sugar on it. Um, it's their third single. Uh, but the most popular, it was recorded by session musicians um, led by Ron Dante on lead vocals. I The only uh, major project I could find with him was the Cufflinks, uh, 60s band I, I hadn't heard of. Um, so it falls squarely into the bubblegum pop genre, which I think is fitting uh for our theme the of course the fictional members of the archies are archie betty veronica jughead and uh strangely reggie plays bass who was always like archie's on <laughs> again off again bully make him play bass. like reggie mantle yeah the 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 bully it, it's kind of <laughs> weird i guess they get along enough to be in a band together or don't what was roger plots in in doug's band what was the name of doug's band Oh, I forget the name of the band. I can't remember if Roger was in it, but they had the big the, suits. The beats, yeah, so. the beats were the band that they were okay. all into. That wasn't necessarily yeah, the name but of no, the Doug band. had a band Doug that did. was in though. Banging on a trash. Banging band. on a streetlight. <laughs> hey, quick, quick question yeah. for you, Blake. Did the Archies ever have a song about the dangers of amphetamines? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have a song called "Bang Shang a Lang," so maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they uh speaking of, of of cheap vinyl uh the archies were promoted with cardboard records printed on the back of <laughs> breakfast cereal boxes so mm. speaking of sugary junk food for kids jeff barry co-writer of do wah diddy diddy um wrote uh co-wrote sugar sugar as well as andy kim um who was the writer of the ronettes baby i love you apparently this song went uh, went to number one in '69, and the the record "Sugar Sugar" went gold. Uh, so the bizarre singles of the Archies in order, just for extra trivia: "Bang Shang Alang." The second one was something called "Feeling So Good," and then a parenthetical "S K O O B Y D O O." So it spells Scooby Doo incorrectly. I haven't heard this. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Um, then Sugar Sugar and then they followed up Sugar Sugar with a song called Jingle Jangle um, everyone and their mom has covered Sugar Sugar including Bob Marley and the Wailers uh, hmm. Alex Chilton and just a year later uh, Wilson Pickett uh, repopularized mm. the song in 1970 um, many many more did it including a version by Inner Circle of uh, the Cops theme fame featuring Flo Rida. And then that version was repurposed for Josie and the Pussycats to perform on the show Riverdale. As far as the Archies, they uh, still exist in one form or another on the Riverdale show and in current comics, they still exist. I, uh, back when I bought comics, I read the first few issues of, of one of the Archies uh, band series and they would have uh, guest artists in each issue uh including churches <laughs> mm. so yeah it, it was really wild anyway that's everything i found about the archies nice i had a pretty large list of songs to work with that i was like well i'm gonna have to whittle these down because there's way too many uh so i whittled it down to basically a top five but I did want to give a shout out to uh, Tootsie Roll by 69 Boys. Uh, mm. Oh, that is an excellent, <laughs> excellent yeah. choice. I didn't think of that. Let me see uh, it. 
but my whole goal with how I, I was choosing the songs, I, I wanted either it to actually be about candy or I wanted it to lean towards either Halloween or something scary or evil or, you know, some kind of weird bent to it. So I tried to combine the two as best as I could. So I, I, I have a top five. Um, but if you could play the uh, the first drop here in just a second, uh, Josh, you mentioned uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song originally appeared, it's Candyman, um, but it was later covered, I think a year later, by Sammy Davis Jr. And if you wouldn't mind to play that first drop, Blake. All right. I'm your little Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one? No. Yep. Okay, here, here goes the real one. This gentleman. Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew? Thank you. Applause. Cover it with chocolate or a miracle to the candy man. The candy man can. The candy man can, cause he mixes it with love to make the world taste good. And who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a side? Soak it in the sun and make a groovy pie. The candy man. Candy man can. You know the candy So the song was originally written by Leslie uh, Bricus and Anthony Newley, uh, specifically for the film. Uh, the original book by uh, Raul Dahl contains lyrics adapted uh, for other songs in the film, and the lyrics to Candyman do not appear in the book. The soundtrack version of the song was sung by Aubrey Woods, who played Bill, the candy store owner in the film. Hmm. Um, But Sammy Davis Jr.'s version was released in 1972. And I think that that clip, I I think it might have been from 85, but it was just really cool. He took this big swig from a goblet that was on a, on the piano. And then he, and then he like looked over to like someone off stage or somewhere and he was just grinning at him. And then after a long stare, he just winks. And then he's like, comes up to the edge of the stage and he looks down. And he's like, it's for this gentleman right here. <laughs> and then he just starts singing. So uh, that was funny. Uh, but now I wanted to get into something a little bit more rocking and someone who's known for having that Halloween kind of uh, slant going on. So if you wouldn't mind to, uh, Pull up Rob Zombie's sick bubble gum. Yeah, but that's uh, from the Hellbilly Deluxe 2, Noble Jackals, Penny Dreadfuls, and the Systematic Dehumanization of Cool from 2010. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but I thought, yeah. Uh, he's been having several albums come out with ridiculously long titles. So he and uh, Why wasn't this on the long title? Well, you know, I, I but he and Fiona Apple probably uh, high five <laughs> over that. They can collab. I would love a yeah. collab. <laughs> He's got a song on there called Werewolf Baby. Uh, lots of fun songs on there. Mars Needs Women. <laughs> Jesus Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. 
But the next song, I wanted to go in a completely different direction, and uh, my buddy Bryce is kind of responsible for my love of this band. Um, but it was also referenced in their song, Halloween. Um, but this is Aqua Lollipop, in parentheses, Candyman. Oh, the, the character Candyman from Bountyland in the lyrics is later referenced in the Halloween song from Aqua's second album, Aquarius. Uh, so this album, I, I think this was on their 1997 album, but uh, I, I love it. Lollipop, Candyman. Watch the video. It's wild. They're in space. It's completely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, good times. Good times had by all. Um, next... I think one of you guys might have mentioned this group. Maybe Josh. I'm not sure. Uh, But it's Dream Car Mm. uh, Kill for Candy. And Dream Car is uh, (laughs) like the the rest of No Doubt and Davey Havoc from Mm -hmm. AFI. But that's uh, my drop number four. I didn't take. Yeah, this That's this track's pretty, cool. pretty rad. I was I was into it. It's definitely a new wave kind of feel. It sounds like the the bass is kind of taking cues from Peter Hook from New Order. Mm-hmm. Um, Davey Havoc's voice sounds really good. Uh, I think this was released in 2017, um, but it's it's nice to hear like the the other members of No Doubt sans gwen stefani still making music and it sounds pretty tight and cool um so a kill for candy um and finally (laughs) this one's just kind of added as a joke it's my least favorite track from this one of my favorite albums it's uh ween's (laughs) chocolate and cheese but the song is called candy Testing out the uh, 808. (laughs) So there's not much to say about Ween. If you know, you know. If you're down with the brown. Uh, But what I do know about this... Oh, yeah. You know how bands have their their own followers and stuff like that. But with Ween, everything is brown. Like, the brownest sound you can imagine is what Ween sounds like. They're all into, like, sounding brown. Move over, Uh, Eddie Van Halen. (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, from song facts about this, uh, in the song Candy, you can hear the muffled voice of Gene Ween from time to time. At one point, it sounds as if he's saying, get me out of here. Dean Ween had placed Gene in the trunk of his car and recorded him singing as he drove around the parking lot. <laughs> the result is the <laughs> muted, frantic vocals heard in Candy. So I thought that was an interesting kind of backstory wow. to it. But uh, yeah, that was one of the first songs that popped into my head was uh, MCP Pants, uh, <laughs> I Want Candy, and Candy by Ween. Uh, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I had a few other honorable. I, I'm surprised nobody said uh, uh, Sex and Candy, uh, the Marcy Playground That was on my short song. list. I thought that one might come up. Uh, yeah. Also, two songs that. Uh, both are about a person, three songs, but a person named Candy. Velvet Underground, Candy Says, Iggy Pop, Candy, with the one with mm -hmm. Kate Pearson. And then that was on my list. And then uh, Bruce Springsteen, Candy's Room, which is actually like, it's Candy's Room by Bruce Springsteen is like one of those songs you can recommend to somebody who's not a Bruce Springsteen fan because it just doesn't, hmm. it doesn't sound exactly like you think Bruce Springsteen sounds. So. Yeah, those were I, those were three that came to my mind that were all about people named Candy. So, um, Candy by Mandy Moore. Oh, that one too. Yeah. Uh, well, well, good choices all around. So. What's I want candy? Bow wow wow. Uh, yeah, uh, bow wow. Oh, that's yeah, oh, I I was thinking of like <laughs> Lil Bow Wow or something. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's uh, <laughs> nephew. Did Lil Bow Wow ever cover Bow Wow Wow? I guess I just misread it and thought it was Lil Bow Wow Wow. <laughs> they, they should make a super group called Lil Bow Wow Wow. Wow 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 Wow. wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, good choices all around. Uh, th that's our special topic for this week. So next week, we'll officially kick off our, our holiday tradition of sharing our... Halloween mixes. It's the season of, of season the mix. Season of the mix. So next week, uh, Matt and I are going to share our mixes. Uh, and we hope you join us for a spooky good time. We'll see you then. To the sweet chop with my sweetheart Sandy. Got my penny safe, so I'm a sugar daddy. I'm a Hugh Clone, she my Jessica Candy. I want candy. Put it in a pile, split it with my bitty 50 50 down the line. Kinda like Coast Encounters at the cavity kind. I'm talking licorice, kisses, talking chocolate. A U X Ox Audio.